That probably exists, right? I think, yeah, probably. I don't I mean, know. That sounds What right. kind of metal would it be? Uh, oh, sexually transmitted metal, you mean? Well, like, um... Or bands that are about... Yeah, uh, like, if it were called, like if that? it were called sexual disease, what? Oh, uh, what's a good one? Uh, Chlamydia's kind of... I don't know. Are there any ones that are, like, good metal names? Eh. I can't think of any. I don't know. Scabies? <laughs> <laughs> Scabies is a great metal name. <laughs> I mean, you would know more than I, me. Yes, I would. I mean, about the metal, not about the sexual diseases. <laughs> to clarify. Our papers, Russell. Yeah, we did a lot of research. Yeah, this is the <laughs> on internet.com. <laughs> Listen to all of our papers bustling around because we're professionals. That's right. No, if we were real professionals, yeah. we'd have it like on a prompting screen. Oh, oh yeah. my god! What? Podcast goals. Hashtag podcast goals. <laughs> Having a like big screen. Okay. Where we to can all see them? all of our notes. Oh yeah. yeah. That would be, that would be handy. Um, and you're listening to the hybrid pub scout podcast with me, Emily Einolander and me, Corinne Kalaski. Hello. <laughs> We're mapping the frontier between traditional and indie publishing. Indeed we are. Yep. And so today yeah. we're both really excited. We're about both super excited <laughs> <laughs> because we love Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best holiday. Yeah. It's, it's hand, hands down the yes, best holiday. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And the best part of it is it lasts the entire month of October. It does. Mm-hmm. True. So this this is an opportunity for us to go into a lot of horror-related storytelling. It is. Yes. Yeah. I would say it's even expected. Well, yeah, yeah, mandated. Like, I if mean, you get through October and you haven't been steeped mm-hmm. in terrifying yeah. shit. you're doing something wrong. You're going to regret it later. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be really sad. You are. It's yeah. a whole month of your life. Mm-hmm. And then you have two months of Christmas bullshit to put up with oh, after the man. Halloween month. So, anyway. Yeah. One thing I've noticed is they're not as bad about putting up Christmas early as they used to be. Yeah. It's probably that whole war on Christmas. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Well, and it's the Satanists because we love Halloween so oh, much. Oh, that's right. Wait, yes. They love Halloween They so love much. Halloween, Sorry. yes. Excuse us. <laughs> just right. anyone who loves Halloween, I have to ally myself with. <laughs> just kidding, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Dad. I'm not a Satanist no. either. Too much work. Yeah, it is really a lot of work. Yeah. But they do some good work. So. Also, I'm embarrassed about being naked in front of strangers. Yeah, me too. I think that's one of the rules for Satanism, oh, isn't it? Oh, you have it? to be comfortable well, with that. Yeah, probably. The girls have to, like, dance around naked around fires. And... I mean, I, well. Well, in the, in the you mean Ohio, in, in the Ohio hellhole or whatever oh, the fuck Oh, the you portal were to hell in Ohio? Yeah, yeah that's that what they one. were doing. Yeah, that's what they were doing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're off to a great start. We sure Before are. Before we start talking about today's main theme, though, and I will elaborate upon it, I have to do a uh, correction, a, a redacted, well, it's not redacted because you all heard it already, so that's not what that means, um, an apology to Rosemary for saying that, well, I'll just read the email, but the uh, subject line is, somewhere in time, really? It's almost like saying my favorite book is Twilight, four exclamation points. And I just want you to know, that was the subject line of uh-huh. the email. Okay. So here we go. She, she opens with, dearest child, <laughs> I must respectfully ask, what the hell? 
Somewhere in Time has never been my favorite movie ever. <laughs> I was four, five R's in caps. I did enjoy it, but honestly, give me some credit for recognizing a mush out when I see it. Hell yeah. Yeah, you remember Call the back. mush outs? Call yep, back. I do. She I knew. Do. She knew I was going to read this shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... Reasons I did enjoy Somewhere in Time. One, Christopher Reeve. Two, interesting time travel element. Mm. <laughs> that sounds a little apologetic, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. Mm, that true. sounds like Suspect. you liked it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Three, costumes, costumers, costume setting, and costumes. <laughs> I get it. Okay, so then she includes a list of her 37 favorite movies, <laughs> which I'm going to read now. Yes, please. Number one, Moonstruck, for crying out loud. <laughs> Two, Waiting for Guffman and all of Christopher Guest's mockumentaries. So far, super legit. Yep. Three, A Fish Called Wanda. Uh-huh. Also super legit. Yep. Chinatown. Also great. Number five, almost any movie set in old Los Angeles. Oh. All right. Yeah. Six, Little Miss Sunshine. Mm, okay. That's fine. Um, seven, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> number eight on the waterfront which oh, i'm just yeah. laughing because little miss sunshine beat marlon brando <laughs> <laughs> number nine hidden figures very woke number 10 <laughs> whiplash what is that oh that was about uh the jazz drummer kid and his like teacher who was really hard on him i don't know i didn't see it but it got really good reviews it's from the guy who's on law and order i can't remember the actor's name He's bald. Uh, anyway, but I'm he's very staring in- at he's Corinne. a very <laughs> like I don't know what you're talking about. He was a very intense teacher, but it was about this guy who was a jazz drummer. I think cool. it was based on a true story. I don't know. Anyway, but I didn't see it. I just sort of got really good reviews. So. Well, I I've, believe Rosemary. I believe review. that it's a good movie. Okay. Okay. Because I believe my mom. Yeah. Eleven Dirty Dancing classic. Yes. Twelve The Dark Knight. Uh huh. That was good. Yep. Mm-hmm. 13, The Maltese Falcon. Oh. That, that goes in the old Los Angeles category, yeah, though, totally. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. 14, Young Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Legit. 15, Dodgeball. Oh, mm. I don't know. Well, okay. Well, you know, your mom likes to laugh, so. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Number 16, Get Out. Uh-huh. 17, Scary Movies Without Gore and Slashing or Satan. Oh. I like the conjuring in movies like most of the quote-unquote scary movies we go to together. Aww. So you and my mom have something in common. Yeah. You don't like the Satan scary yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both scared of it. That's good to know. Yeah, well, Catholic. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Yep. Um, number 18, Get Out Again. <laughs> 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 number 19, Fargo. Uh-huh. 20, The Big Lebowski. Yes. Nice. 21, Groundhog Day. Uh-huh. 22, Parisia Tem. Oh. Cute. Uh-huh. I went and saw that with I her. didn't was, see that, actually. Oh, it was, it's it was really good. cute. It's oh, a lot okay. of short films. Oh, okay. Um, About Paris. Yeah. Makes sense. So there's good, There's some good ones. Okay. Uh, 23, Scrooged. Mm, yes. Yeah. 24, A Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, yeah. Right. You remember that one, not Muppet I do. Christmas Carol, but Yes, Muppet. it's different. Oh, right. my God. You're like one of the only people I know really? who's seen it before. Oh, yeah. No, I, could, I have. I could only find it on YouTube. YouTube. It oh. is on YouTube. Though. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, 25 Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Sorry, mm, Corinne. No comment. <laughs> I'm so glad we're still friends. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, 26 The Princess Bride. Number 27 Napoleon Dynamite. Mm, all right. That's cute. Number 28 The Birdcage. Yes. Uh huh. 29 A Christmas Story Before It Was Quote Unquote Cool. Uh huh. Really any Gene Shepard movie. Yep. 30 to kill a mockingbird. So shoot me. There's just something about Gregory Peck in that role. (laughs) (laughs) 
31, A Muppet Christmas Carol. 32, Scrooge. There's a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah, there are. And Muppets. Yeah. Um, 33, Midnight in Paris. And Paris. Huh. Number 34, A Night at the Opera. Shout uh, out to uh, Ryan. Uh-huh. Most Marx Brothers movies because of Marx Brothers. Yes. <laughs> 35, Amelie, 36, Clue. Oh, I hope these were in no particular order because Little Miss Sunshine should not be Clue. (laughs) Actually, most of these should not be. I know. I think Little Miss Sunshine lies closer to the bottom. We have a bone to pick, Mom. Yeah. Um, And 37, Uh The Three Musketeers. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah, that's a pretty good list. Let's see. I know there are more, but I have to go to physical therapy. (laughs) (laughs) The implication being she would have done 100 if she had time. I think this is a good sampling of what kind of movies I enjoy. Note that Somewhere in Time is not there. (laughs) Anyway, then she talks about um, how much she loved children's books, how Mm -hmm. important they are to her. Yep. So, Tara, good Uh job. Yeah. She loved A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And um, through the looking glass as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I'm glad that young adult and children's books are dealing with timely and what some people might think taboo subjects. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right. And then she said, P.S. I read Flowers in the Attic when I was visiting Aunt <laughs> Susie when I was much younger. It was a good book, but I was horrified that my big sister even owned something so racy. <laughs> I mean, uh, racy. Yeah, that was, well, I mean, the incest part was kind of racy. <laughs> if you, you know, think that stuff is sexy. Yikes. Yeah. All right. So mm-hmm. today we're going to have a couple of sections. Corinne is going to talk about, um, well, I'll let her get to it, but oh, later okay. I'm, uh, we're going to talk about writers first yes. and their connections with murder. Yes. And then I am going to talk a little bit about the phenomenon of copy pasta and creepy pasta mm, yes. which is one of the oldest forms of internet self publishing indeed it is <laughs> indeed it is all right corinne all take right. it away i will take it away i'm going to okay. drink my wine okay uh, so first of all, did you know that there are a lot of writers who killed people? That was did, not something I didn't know before I Googled it. Not really. But holy shit, there were a lot of articles that came up. Whoa. Um, I would say probably, maybe he's not the most famous, but he's definitely one of the most well-known people or authors who kill people, was William S. Burroughs, who I also should have included in my Important Literary Men article. Um, oh, yeah. If you... If you do not uh, subscribe to our newsletter. You should go to hybridpubscat.com and get yeah. it because you'll be uh, reminded periodically of uh-huh. Corinne's wonderful new column. Yes. Well, uh, the first one wasn't necessarily <laughs> part of the column. It was, but it's um, kind of the same flavor. It, it's I called Corinne Yells at Cloud. Yeah, and yeah. that's pretty much what I do. She just talks about things she hates. Yeah, pretty much in like every installment. Uh, and I hate, I mean, I don't think I hate a lot of stuff. Not really, but, but I get—I mean, some of it's just really stupid, and I feel like that needs to be called and out. You that's get, what I'm And you get worked up, and it's hilarious. I do get worked so. up. Yeah, that, that happens pretty easily. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I mean, this is, yeah. All right, anyway, so yeah, first on this list of important literary, oh, I wrote important literary dunderheads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so a dunderhead, <laughs> dunderhead is uh, synonymous with murderer in this uh, case? Yes, in this case okay. it is. Uh, is one William S. Burroughs, uh, who wrote, of course, Naked Lunch. And uh, during a drug and booze-fueled game of William Tell with his <laughs> wife, uh, whereby an object is shot off a person's head with a handgun. Always better uh, when you're drunk. Yeah, that's uh-huh. true. 
Uh, he, you know, shot his wife in the head. So that was a whoopsie. Great job, buddy. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how much he liked her. Maybe he wasn't that upset about it, but he did murder her. What if he really liked her? Maybe he did. Then he would be, I don't know. This guy's an idiot, though. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel bad for, obviously, the dead lady. But, I mean, would she want to be? What if she's be, really happy? What if she's That's what oh, I always say. Dead? When somebody says, like, I feel bad for the dead person, I'm yeah, like, what like, if what it's what if they're great? better off now? That's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel sorry for him at all, because he became famous for a shitty book. All right, uh, moving on. Agreed. The next one is, uh, and this is one that I did not know at all, actually, is this woman named Anne Perry. So if you've seen the wonderful movie Heavenly Creatures, which was made by Peter Jackson in, like, I want to say, like, 94 or something like that, it's about her and her childhood best friend. Starring a young Kate Winslet. And I forget who played Anne Perry. Oh, God, I do, too. She's a good actress, though. Oh, shit, I feel bad. I can't remember her name. Um, We're not going to look it up. You can Google it. Yeah, you can Google it. Anyway, um, so she is best known for her historical detective fiction, um, and she had to change her name to get this done because to become a famous author because in her previous life she was known as her name was Juliet Holm and she was convicted alongside her friend Pauline Parker of murdering Parker's mother in 1954. Uh, so she was only 16 at the time and engaged in what Perry calls a quote obsessive relationship with Parker though she denies any romantic feelings the pair may have had for each other as is suggested in the film which is definitely true. Uh, both she and Parker have expressed significant remorse for their crime in interviews um, and Perry has stated I was guilty and it was the right place for me to be, which means in prison. So I think she was only in there for five years. Or so. It wasn't very long for like a murder, I thought. I, I mean, don't know. They were 16. And I they, were 16. they were like 12 no, in I that think movie. They were, no, I think they were 16. That sounds So they right. looked like real children in the movie. Yeah, I guess they did. Yeah. 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 Oh, they actually had people who looked like 16 year olds. They did. Of, like, Imagine that. <laughs> I know. God. Um, so anyway, that one was an interesting one. Uh, Killing your see. mom is not cool, guys. Yeah, it's don't really do not. It. Don't do it. I mean, my well, I'm gonna get morbid. My mom's dead, and but I miss her a lot. Her. I did not kill her, uh, but I miss her a lot. And you would miss your mom too. So you know, don't you would miss do your it. wife too? You would if you miss shot your her wife. In the head. You would miss any woman in your life. Believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Even if you don't think so. <gasps> yeah, you would. You yeah. would. So just don't play. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. Okay. This guy I have never heard of, but I assume maybe some people have. His name is Kenneth Hallowell. He was a collage artist and writer, uh, mm. known for the novel, The Boy Hairdresser, which he co-authored with his boyfriend <laughs> and fellow writer slash playwright, Joe Orton. The book was published posthum- posthumously, however, as Hallowell in an apparent jealous rage bludgeoned Orton to death with a hammer and then killed himself with sleeping pills. So that's a little dramatic. I mean, Ugh. you know, come on. I'm, people get jealous, but there are better ways to, you know, work through Just that. Just slam a door. Someone. Just slam a door. Slam it's a true. door. Or, like, go outside and go for a walk and cool down a little bit. You don't need to kill anybody. Go scream why at, yeah. at the moon. Or that. Why? <laughs> um, let's see what else. Oh, so this is a, a hometown girl. Uh, Portland, six, Oregon. Yeah, sixty-eight year old. I said Oregon, bitches. Oregon, I love it. Deal Everybody. with it. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. All right, sixty-eight, <laughs> sixty-eight-year-old Nancy Crampton Brophy, an Oregon novelist, <laughs> killed someone because her name sucked. <laughs> uh, 
okay, who wrote a book about a woman who spent every day of her marriage fantasizing about killing her husband. And guess what? She was arrested for allegedly murdering her husband. Is that why she married him? So she could oh, fantasize about I, killing him? You know, it doesn't say. But I, I bet not. But maybe. Yeah, this just happened this year. It did. Yes, this is very recent. And yeah. I remember when they reported the death without saying they didn't know that she'd done it yet. Yeah. And it was yeah. just like, it, it was by the goose. They found him by the Goose Hollow uh, Max station. Oh, I didn't know that. That's where the Culinary Institute was, and he was oh. just like outside the Culinary Institute early in the morning, and they yeah. just found him on the sidewalk or whatever. Ugh, yeah, what a way to go. I know that's not cool. All oh, right. she must have like planned it so that it would look like just a random person, probably did it? because yeah. he was outside or whatever. Yep. yep. But not that smart. No, and that's also what happens when you leave a trail and write a book about killing your husband. Yeah, so if I'm, you are planning on murdering someone, maybe don't write a book about it. Yeah, write a book about other things. Yeah. Write a children's write, book. Like, throw them off your trail, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, apparently she also, in 2011, wrote an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband. What a fucking so idiot. this had clearly been on her mind for, I mean, she could have just gotten a divorce. I don't really know what was going on What was here, he? But, I mean, he couldn't have been rich or anything. I don't think so. And I don't think he, like, beat her. Did she take out an insurance policy on him? Not that doesn't say it in here. I don't know. I don't know. Because that's like the only time I hear people who like couldn't have just gotten a divorce is yep. when they want the money. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she just like hated him so much. Maybe that there were flames <laughs> on the <laughs> on side, side of, of her face. face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Call back to Clue. All right. Hey. Um, Number five. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number 36, mom. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's pretty much all there is about her, but that is batshit crazy. You have to agree. All right. The next guy. This her mugshot is also gold. It really is. Yeah. She looks uh, pretty as well. She just looks really tired. She looks well, slightly she, surprised. She does look surprised. She's like, you caught me. She has pretty wide eyes in it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what her motives were, but I would curious. Maybe she'll write a book about it in prison. Who oh, knows? Yeah. Anyway. And then she'll send it to us. And then she'll send it to us. <laughs> I'll have to read it. <laughs> uh, so this next guy is named Liu Yangbyo. And he is, I did heard, I say I that I heard wrong? about this Oh, guy. you heard about this one? Okay. Yeah. So he's a Chinese writer. Uh, who was working on a book when he was arrested for four cold case murders that happened more than two decades earlier. Um, the book called The Beautiful Writer Who Killed... <laughs> That's why I remember. <laughs> ...was reportedly about a, quote, female writer who has killed many people, oh, yet that'll, the case remains unsolved. That'll fool him. It's it a sure woman. Will. That'll throw him <laughs> off. Um, okay, and according to Chinese website Sixth Tone, Liu was arrested at his home on Friday. On, I'm sorry, not this Friday, obviously. Whenever that Friday Whenever that was. Friday was. Today. <laughs> I've already heard Oh, my it. God. All right. <laughs> They're a day ahead of us. <laughs> Under suspicion that he and an accomplice were involved in a gruesome botched robbery back in 1995, police believe that the two suspects, Liu, 53, and a man named Wang, 65, initially went to a hostel in the city of Who's to rob H-U-Z-H-O-U Hujo okay Hujo sorry Hujo thank you Emily Uh, (laughs) to rob its guests but ended up beating a man to death in the process they then allegedly killed the owners and their 13 year old grandson to cover it up uh, since then, the case has gone cold until new DNA evidence led police to lose door. When the officers apprehended him on that past Friday, he reportedly told them, I've been waiting for you here all this time. So 
He probably felt bad about it. Yeah, it sounds like he did. There's another quote from him, too. So um, his second to last novel was titled The Guilty Secret. Oh, in- my God, bro. <laughs> in a letter Lou reportedly wrote to his wife where he confessed to his crimes, he said, I lived in fear for 20 years. I knew the day would come. I can finally be free from the mental torment I've endured for so long. Which Jeez. torment that you brought upon yourself. So, you know, come on, bro. And but, they yeah. say that China's a police state. Yeah. It took them 20 years. 20 years. It's a shitty police force. You know they're doing that thing now. Like, you, Did you see that um, episode of Black Mirror with um, Bryce Dallas Howard? No. Oh, it's this one where you get social credit, where like oh. people rate their interactions with you. Oh, whoa. And if you don't um, make people happy... Then you can't, like, rent a car oh my or you God. can't get on a plane. They're doing that in China now. Seriously? Yeah, they've done Holy a pi- – they're doing a pilot program right now with Whoa. certain people. And even the woman who, like, works for the government who's yeah. been doing the uh, um, testing for it, yeah. like, she can't even get 100% on it. Oh, so my God. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. So what do you do if you're just, like, naturally a sourpuss? You uh, – I guess you live in a shack. Oh, God, with, Like, sucks. literally, though, because, like, people yeah. next to our – apartment building like yeah. lived in shacks oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. wow okay uh moving on bummer <laughs> sorry to people who don't live in shacks real life horror real life horror that's true um he's another guy named blake libel Liebel. that's an unfortunate name for a writer it's too bad it's too bad uh so he was sentenced to life in prison for the torture and murder of his girlfriend iana Cassian, whose body was drained of all her blood in a crime that a prosecutor said mirrored the script of a graphic novel he co-wrote. What the shit? Yeah, so fuck this guy. Uh, the prosecuting attorney called Liebel's brutal torture and murder in 2016 a case of life imitating art, noting that his 2015 graphic novel Syndrome had depictions of bloodletting. The cover of the book also depicts an image of a baby doll being scalped, which resembled body parts found at the crime scene. Wow. What an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. I know. This guy looks like an asshole, too. Uh, anyway, okay. His book probably sucked. I have no doubt. I wonder who published it. I'm not buying it. Well, I'm not buying it either. I would never buy this. I would never buy any one thing by someone named Blake. I'm just putting that or out there. Or libel. Or libel. That's usually a bad sign anyway. <laughs> All right. The next one is one that Emily knows very well. Richard Klinkhammer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, sad. Yeah, it is sad. That it's you, sad. Sad that you know him so well, you mean? Or you know the well, case I don't so know well. him in real I'm sad that it happens. <laughs> okay, thank you for clarifying. Uh, in this photo, he's standing. I know this is terrible podcasting describing a photo, but he is wearing like a, a white cowboy hat, which is strange because he's Dutch. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure people did Dutch people wear cowboy hats. I just thought that was like an American phenomenon. I think that it's an affectation. Oh, because like that crosses cultures. Well, that it's like sense. it's like oh, I'm gonna look American. Yeah. Frankly. Oh, okay. Yeah like guys who wear fedoras also the describe yes. the describing uh, photos thing is going uh-huh. to come into play oh okay good so, i yeah i don't know i mean that's the only thing i can say about him in this picture is just the white cowboy hat's pretty funny all right so here here is a record of his crime all right. uh in 1992 a year after the wife of dutch crime writer richard Klinkhammer disappeared the author gave his publisher a manuscript of a novel that according to the guardian was a grisly detailed exploration of seven ways in which Klinkhammer could conceivably have killed his wife Hannah Lore. 
In one of the scenarios set out in the book, he disposes of her body by pushing her flesh through a mincer and Ew. feeding it to the pigeons. God. And, I mean, pigeons are like, I think, the most disgusting birds, I would say. I mean, I don't like birds in general. I mean. But pigeons are like the rats at the sky. But what about seagulls? I don't mind. Seagulls kind of, I, I like seagulls kind of. Have I know they're assholes on the they steal before? people's ice cream and stuff. No. Okay. So the, they're like a menace? They're a menace. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I can understand that. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay, although Clint Comer was an immediate suspect in the police inquiry into his wife's disappearance, they couldn't proceed with their investigation because they didn't have a body. Bum, bum, bum. After the Dutch crime writer's grisly and seemingly autobiographical manuscript was rejected by his publisher for being too <laughs> gruesome, excerpts began popping up in the Dutch underground press. He hey. did. Yeah. The underground press. The under- Guys, <laughs> I want to be in the underground press. <laughs> Just all you have to do is call your wife. Um, he then uh, I'll get on that. <laughs> he then became a sort of literary celebrity, kind of. Well, who else is a literary celebrity who killed? I mean, William like that Japanese guy who um, murdered that uh, French woman. Oh, or no, Dutch woman. Yeah, what was his? I don't remember his name. I don't know, but um, they sent him back to Japan, and he never served any time, and oh, everybody wow. interviewed him all the time, oh, and they made man. a graphic novel about oh, him, and he God. was like a fucking Fuck celebrity. Guy. I think it was Sakawa That's something? disgusting. Ugh, yeah, God. terrible. All right. anyway. Look that one up. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, that guy is not mentioned in this article. Um, but anyway, okay, there's more about Clint Comer, because I know you're hungry for it. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Uh, in one of the scenarios set out in the book. Oh, wait, I already read that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, the pigeons. <laughs> yeah, the pigeons, right. Uh, so after he moved to Amsterdam, a family moved into the house that Clint Calmer formerly shared with his wife. While making home renovations, they hired a digger who found a skull buried beneath the concrete floor of a backyard shed, which belonged to Clint Calmer's wife. <sighs> in 2000, police finally arrested him for the murder and he confessed. And they threw him in the cling bomber. Have <laughs> you been waiting this whole time to make yes. that joke? Oh, God. I love it. I love it. All right. Very uh, excited. Here's another guy. I've never heard of this guy. Okay. Uh, Christian Bala? No. No? Okay. Um, all right. So novelist Christian Bala might have gotten away with murdering a Polish businessman in 2000, but three years later he published Amok, which told the story of <laughs> a Polish... <laughs> Of a Polish intellectual named Chris, the English version of Christian, who murders a female lover for no reason and conceals the act so well that he is never caught. In Amok, the description of the woman's murder, bound with her hands behind her back with a cord that's also looped into a a noose around her neck, was eerily similar to a murder case that left investigators stumped a few years earlier. In 2000, cops found the body of Darius Januszewski in a river after having been starved and tortured. Uh. He was also tied up. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Oh, part of the rope, which appeared to have been cut with a knife, had once connected his hands to his neck, binding the man in a backward cradle in excruciating position. The slightest wiggle would have caused the noose to tighten further. That is some sadistic shit. That is messed up. Yeah, that's really fucked up. All right. Um, but it ends happily because he does get caught. All right. Also, I would like to... He gets caught? Yeah. I would like to pat myself on the back for pronouncing all these Polish names correctly because well, I am you, half Polish. I was going to say you yeah. better. Yeah, I know. That would be really embarrassing. All right. Uh, when detective... Now I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Uh, Jacek Robluski... Eh, sounds good. Yeah. Took over the case in 2003. He traced a suspicious call made to the victim's office right before the murder to a cell phone purchased by Christian Bala, which the author later sold on eBay. Mm. What an idiot. All right. Um, 
Arrogance. Arrogance. Brings Look what you it'll down. do. It'll bring you to eBay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Rovluski began researching Bala and read amok. Per the New Yorker, he was struck in particular by the killer's method. Uh, quote, I tightened the noose around her neck. The book couldn't be used as evidence, but it led Robluski to other clues, and eventually Bala was sentenced to 25 years in prison for his role in the murder. Hey. Uh, during his hearing, the judge noted, quote, there are certain shared characteristics between the book's narrator and the author. You think so? Good job, judge. Yeah, it's a great judge. Yeah. And then, great judge. yeah. I think that's it. Oh, um, I have actually heard that one. There's a oh. um, there's a podcast called Once Upon a Crime. Oh, okay. And Good it's, title. It's a a woman uh-huh. who just writes these. Uh, it's kind of like Case File. Oh, okay. And yeah. she wrote about that one. Oh, you should that's listen a, to it. Yeah, it's I should listen good. to it. That's yeah. right. Although the surprise is ruined. Land. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'd like to read about murders in my <laughs> I homeland. I already heard about that one. Uh, so the other, I just have a couple other ones uh, that are true crime authors who became part of the story. Yeah. And Emily knows a couple of these people. I've never heard of them, but um, Emily is steeped in this stuff probably much more than I am. So I just not wa- in murder. I, I mean, d- just in true crime. I just want to know what I'm up against. She does. She does. Um, so the first one is this book called The Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule. Uh, who was once a crisis counselor working day by day next to a mild-mannered and charming young man named Ted Bundy, uh, which she obviously... A young Republican. Yeah. <laughs> um, would he have been an incel? Maybe. No, he wouldn't. He's too charming for that. I mean, he's yeah. basically the definition of an incel, though. He kind of is, except for having Except for having sex. had sex. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, except for that. Um, well, I mean, I th- I'm sure he had some consensual sex. I'm sure he did. I mean, with, he was like With women who dude. were alive? Yeah, I think so. But I don't know. I don't want to give him much credit. I mean, because he's a monster. Mostly but they were dead. Yeah. It do- No, it doesn't. No, uh, n- never mind. We'll talk about this oh, later. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Anne's book is uh, a chilling memoir of those days she spent with Bundy as she slowly comes to realize that her colleague and friend is not what he seems. So that's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine if one of your coworkers was like one of the most notorious serial killers in the history of America. Well, I had a moment earlier today. <laughs> I don't know if we could talk about that. We're not we're going get, to. We're not going to talk about it. But no, none of our coworkers are serial killers as far as we know. I anyway. mean, I don't know. I think. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm going to be like snooping around the office like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing yesterday? <laughs> Um, Okay, so I just have a couple more. Uh, There's this other book called A Death in Belmont by Sebastian Younger. Um, Few crime authors have gotten as close to their subject as Sebastian Younger. In the 1960s, Boston was being terrorized by a serial killer known as the Boston Strangler. As police were following false leads, it turned out that the killer was hiding out in the home of Younger's parents where he was employed. Uh, there's even a chilling photo in the book of Younger and his mother with the Boston Strangler smiling behind them. So I think he only killed one person, and oh, there he were did? like several Boston Stranglers. But oh, that's, there were. That's one of the opinions. Oh. It's, it's it's a conspiracy theory. Oh, okay. But okay. I think it's true. Okay, all right. Yeah, but I uh, you. that guy definitely was a rapist, though. Oh, what, what, yeah. who, the, the the guy who the um, guy who wrote the book? No, Albert the, DeSalvo, oh, who went yeah. down, who is considered you know who is, is Albert DeSalvo. <laughs> He's considered the Boston Strangler. Uh-huh. However, a lot of people think it was more than one person. Oh, okay. But what we do know about Albert Salvo is he was a serial rapist. Oh, I see. So okay. he's still a fucking dickwad. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's pretty much, I think, going to wrap it up. 
uh, because those are all the authors that I could find. I, I mean, that, that was... are murderers or involved in true crime somehow. Or yeah, Sebastian Anne Rule's not a murderer. Anne Rule's not a murderer. We don't think Anne Rule's. We don't think she is, but we don't know for she sure. She wrote a lot of true crime. Oh, did she? Yeah, after oh. that whole thing with Ted Bundy happened. Yeah. I think it was kind of like, this is my calling. Oh, and so she, okay. yeah. Just kept writing. And fun fact, yeah. um, she wrote a book called Green River Running Red oh, about the Green River Killer. Yep, yep. And it was before they caught him. Oh, okay. So um, I feel like I told you this before. Maybe. Um, she did readings at Powell's. Oh, Because oh, she's a Pacific Northwest person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And tell so, everyone. So they said. <laughs> So they said at Powell's, I, I actually heard this on a My Favorite Murder thing. Oh, okay. That's um, The police always go to um, readings at Powell's if they're about true crime and take pictures of the audience because apparently Ugh. Gary Ridgway, who is the Green River Killer, so went to her reading Ugh. of the book that was about him, but they didn't know it yet. Oh, my God. That is such a serial killer move, too, right? Because they just want to hear about themselves famous. being famous. Yeah. yeah. Asshole. He was right. so dumb. Too. He really, yeah. I don't also know how an he... idiot. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Well, right. I mean, that's ableist. That's yeah. Right. Well, it is. It is. I apologize to all the idiots out there, but that guy really was. So okay, that concludes my section of writers who kill people and get involved in true crime somehow. That was. <laughs> I just imagine that with a lot of hyphens. <laughs> it was. That's correct. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Um, while self-publishing ebooks is basically uh, a commodity at yep. this point, and everybody's doing it, right, um, right. it was not that way for a no. long time. And the way that people used to just put their information out there was <laughs> just by literally putting it on the internet. Yep. So um, it was. Uh, it, well, and you remember that kind of being a big deal, right? Where it's sort like of. I can, I have a blog. Yeah, I do remember. Everyone that being can a big see. Deal. I yeah. kind of still feel that way, yeah, but like, no, I know. I but know. it was back then where people were like, I can just make a website. Yeah, I can right. just tell everyone what and I. People think. can like read all my thoughts. I'm, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna see how brilliant I am. We have finally. Oh yeah, my! God. I was super into Live Journal. I understand everything. About I had this. a Live Journal. Yeah, but yeah. I only did like three, and then I had oh. a Zanga, or a Zanga, or however you pronounce it. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I know it's sad. It's like social media used to be commenting on people's it blogs. It did. It did. Uh, so, one of the ways that this uh, horror propagated itself in this uh, form of self-publishing yes. was through creepypasta, mm-hmm. which came from the word copy pasta, which is like copy paste, right? And um, that was something that was kind of found through 4chan. Oh my god, get out of here. Sorry. <laughs> also, I am talking to 4chan too. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, seriously. It's what a terrible cesspool oh, of terror. However, um, they did give us creepypasta. Yep. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, think about it this way. If you had existed in any way in the 90s, which mm-hmm. I know you did. I certainly um, did. <laughs> You probably were very familiar with chain emails. Yes, I was. Which were... <laughs> I remember this like it was yesterday. Oh, my God. Yep. I remember getting... Like, I was doing searches online today, and I remember mm-hmm. getting this one that I'm about to read. <laughs> I was so scared. I was so scared of it. And it was, you know, <laughs> keep reading. Uh-huh. So this one's called... This one's called Little Clarissa. Uh-huh. Explains it all. <laughs> 
Thank you. Except she doesn't. Okay. <laughs> warning. Carry on reading, or you will die, even if you only looked at the word warning. <laughs> Which, how would you know? Yeah, that's true. It <laughs> seems like a bogus claim. That's not fair. Yeah. All right. Once there was a little girl called Clarissa. She was 10 years old, and she lived in a mental hospital because she killed her mom and her dad. Oh, boy. That wasn't in all caps, but I read it like it was, yep. so I'm sorry. Um, she I got liked s- it. <laughs> she got so bad, she went to kill all the staff in the hospital, so the Moore government, <laughs> M-O-R-E hyphen government, Moore government, decided that best idea was to get rid of her, so they set up a special room to kill her, as humane as possible. But it went wrong. The machine they were using went wrong. <laughs> And she sat there in agony for hours until she died. Oh. Now, every week on the day of her death, she returns to the person that reads this letter. Oh, God. On a Monday night at 12 o'clock a.m., she creeps into your room and kills you slowly by oh. cutting you and watching you bleed to death. Oh, no. Now, send this to 10 other pictures on this one site. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wow. And the poet will... laureate of 4chan <laughs> I don't know what it means. No, this was, this was um, email oh, this... chain. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, 4chan. Right, you're right, you're right. Um, although it might have come. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she will haunt someone else who doesn't. This isn't fake. Apparently, comma, if you copy and paste this to 10 comments in the next 10 minutes, it might be from 4chan yeah, if it's comments. Yeah, it reads like it. You will have the best day of your life tomorrow. You will either get kissed or asked out. <laughs> If you break this chain, you will see a little dead girl in your room tonight. Oh, no. In 53 so- minutes, someone will say, I love you, or I'm sorry. Oh, did you ever have that happen to you? Did anyone say, I'm sorry, I love you? No, because I was minutes? in seventh grade, oh, and I okay. had a crush on this guy named Eric. Uh-huh. I was always like, oh, what if I forwarded this, and then he <laughs> talked to me? But I never did it, because uh-huh. I'm like, this is fake. Yeah, yeah. So I was like always torn between, like, what if my crush talks to me? What if he does? It's true. I mean, he did talk to me. Oh, I don't okay. know what... Seventh grade's weird. It is weird. I remember it well. Yeah. yeah. I had a really like... bad class picture that year. Ooh. I had Coke bottle glasses. Aww. I had a shirt on that I loved that had multicolored big buttons on it. Like and you probably and thought it green. looked really cool. I fucking loved that shirt. I wish I could find it. I should find a picture because and put it up with one of my articles. We'll put it on the blog. Yeah. Because it's the, a on real glamour blag. shot. Yeah. And yeah. then you can comment on it. Yeah. And you can have old school social media. It's true. <laughs> I would love nothing more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to read another one of okay, these because they're great. They Forward. Are. Death by Bloody Mary. Oh. oh. What? You were going to talk about Bloody Mary, Oh, right? yeah. Do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, let's do I it. I just was like, I still remember. I think I heard about Bloody Mary when I was like in second or third grade. And it's still to this day, I will absolutely not try it. I don't care that like I have seen people try it in front of me and nothing has happened because I remember... That when I was so scared of it, and my brother must have heard about it at the same time because he was also terrified, so we would, like, sleep in my parents' room because we were, like, so scared of it. And so my dad got so mad at us. He was just like, you guys are ridiculous. So I'm going to prove to you once and for all that Bloody Mary oh, isn't real. No. And I was like, Dad, no, don't do it. Don't do it. So, like, of did course. Did he do it? Yeah, he did it. And, of course, nothing happened. And, I, like, I was still scared of it, though, despite the fact that it had been proved that nothing happened. I was still terrified. So, yeah, Well, because you thought that he was going to wait for dad to go to sleep yeah probably and then he would she would pounce so but anyway yeah so I think it was just then my brother and I ended up sleeping in the same room 
for like a little while and then we kind of like got over forgot it about yeah it. forgot about it yeah but it was it was really terrifying i heard I the whole thing is like if you're doing that in the dark uh-huh and then you like open your eyes you're yeah. seeing your own reflection oh well that makes sense yeah yeah anyway yeah. um i'm gonna tell you this because mom's gonna tell you Please if, do. if i don't yeah um so one of the girls at school, when she was telling the story of Bloody Mary, kind of mm-hmm. got the lines crossed somehow. Okay. I just hit the thing. She got the lines crossed <laughs> somehow. Um, and she said, like, Bloody Mary lived in the toilet. <laughs> so I Everybody was... knows Jaws lives in the toilet. Oh, is that yours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the alligators or whatever. Yeah. So I got, like, a complex about flushing the toilet. Uh, but, so, but I did, like, I mostly did it. Uh-huh. I mean, definitely at school. But yeah, I yeah. would, I would, like, I would first open the stall door. Uh-huh. And then I would kind of, like, be halfway out of the stall door. And then I'd press the thing and uh-huh. run out of the bathroom. <laughs> I'd go wash my hands and then come back in. And I then, like, <laughs> I did it at home, too. It was the most, like... Oh embarrassing thing. Uh-huh. I was so scared yep, that yep. she was, it was going to be like, the poop goes down <laughs> and then she comes up out of the toilet to kill me. Oh I know. God. It's so gross. It sounds like a South Park thing. <laughs> 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 Bloody Mary, the Halloween poo. <laughs> oh my God. But the other one was, um, it was Agnes. Oh, right. Because she was yes. someone who, who died um, driving on Harris Grade, which was the grade oh. over where we lived. Oh, okay. And um, her baby died. And oh, we shit. were supposed to say, Agnes, I have your baby Ooh. in the mirror. And then she'd yeah. come and kill you. Oh, great. Okay. And be like, you have my baby. Give my baby back. So it was basically <laughs> Bloody Mary. Okay, okay. So I'm going to read the thing now. Yeah. In red, all caps. This email has been cursed. Once opened, you must send it. <laughs> you are now cursed. You must send this on or you will be killed tonight at 12 o'clock a.m. Again, this is popular. Yeah. Bye, Bloody Mary. This is no joke. So don't think you can quickly get out of it and delete it now because Bloody Mary will come to you if you do not send this on. She will slit your throat oh, and shit. your wrists. Jesus. I know. And your wrists and pull your eyeballs out with a fork. Whoa. Whoa. And then hang your dead corpse in your bedroom cupboard. Cupboard. Is this British? Yeah. I'm or put you under your bed. <laughs> What's your parents going to do when they find you dead? <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> Won't be funny then, will it? <laughs> that, that wasn't me. That was the thing. Won't be funny then, will it? Don't think this is a fake and it's all put on to scare you because you're wrong. So very wrong. <laughs> Want to hear of some of the sad, sad people who lost their lives or have been seriously hurt by this email? Case one. <laughs> Annalise, surname removed. Yeah, definitely British. Yeah. She got this email. Rubbish, she thought. <laughs> she deleted it. And now, Annalise dead. Oh, no! <laughs> Annalise dead. <laughs> Case two. Louise, surname removed. She sent this to only four people. And when she woke up in the morning, her wrists had deep lacerations on each. Oh, no. On each. Luckily, there was no pain felt though she is scarred for life. <laughs> oh, oh, so she lived because she sent it to some yeah, people. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. But she had deep lacerations right. on each. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so basically, creepypasta is somewhat like this, and it has multiple iterations mm-hmm. because there were cre- there were creepypastas that, you know, were just kind of passed along. Yeah. 
and people, while it's not necessarily the same, like, I cut and paste this here, mm-hmm. it's it's been turned into an art form all of its own. Indeed. Yes. So, um, the one that the normies may have heard of yes. before is the Slender Man. I have heard of that. Yeah. Yes. Why have you heard of it? I've heard of it because I watched the documentary about Beware it. Beware the Slender Man. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Can real, you talk oh, you about it a little it. bit? Well, see if we'll I just remember. sum it up. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, pretty much what I expected. It was really creepy. It was, like, pretty clear that these two girls, at least, I mean, they both had some sort of mental issues. What, what two girls? What uh, oh, what do you want me to read their names on here? Yeah. Because or I just, don't know them just off the top like, of my tell head. the story real quick. Oh, okay. So, two girls who were, oh, I'm going to look. Oh, tw- uh, they were 12s. 12s. They were 12s. They were 12s. Good for them. Um, <laughs> She's better than 10. <laughs> She's a perfect 12. Oh, God. All right. They were 12-year-olds. And, uh, oh, I feel gross now. <laughs> it's okay. This is how men feel all the time. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, if only. If only, yeah. Um, so anyway, so they were both obsessed with Slender Man. How do we describe him? I think he just looks like this really tall guy. He looks like Jack Skellington. Yeah, exactly. But a right. real person. But it's like really tall and limbs, he has like no f- big limbs, right? Yeah, really yeah. long and no face. And no face. And Does the- he have a top hat? Or did I make that I think up? it's kind of, it's a bowler hat. Oh, it's a bowler hat. It's a hat. Some kind of jaunty hat. Yeah. Uh, if it were a top hat, it would be adorable. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> it's a fashion turn. But um, they've tried to make it into a uh, historical thing. That's oh. part of the whole lore of it. Is oh. So they doctor a lot of old school, like, black and white photos. Yeah. And Photoshop him into the background. Oh. And the whole thing is he kidnaps children. Oh, right, yes. Um, uh-huh. And then makes them into, like, brain dead Ooh, like slaves like zombies? yeah zombies okay. yeah and gotcha. they call them proxies and there's oh, different levels of being right. a proxy either yeah. you're like a drone or you kind of have your own sense of whatever okay. but y- okay. you're working for him i gotcha um so these yeah these two 12 year old girls with like said they were proxies of slender man yeah, yeah and so they killed or they tried to kill uh one of their friends because they, I think she was supposed to be a sacrifice or something for Slender Yeah, Man, they wanted right? people to know that Slender Man was real. And yeah. And so they were like, we're Slender Man's yeah. agents of. Right. Agents of death. Terror. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, yeah. I mean, I remember. But she that, lived. Yeah, she lived and she's okay. She, like, I mean, she crawled, was traumatized she the rest of her life. crawled to the road like yeah. a fucking badass. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. They should make, well, I guess they did make they a did. movie about it. Aren't well, they making I mean, another movie about she's it? She's like going to school and stuff. Yeah. And, like, she, yeah trying to respect her privacy right yes that, that poor girl jesus christ yeah. um they made a they made like a dumb pg-13 slasher oh that's about right it. i did not see that did you and see it no i didn't think so. i mean i might if it comes yeah. on netflix and yeah. i'm like home for an afternoon mm-hmm. but like i have so little time now to watch horror because yeah. jt can't watch it and i have right. a 95 now yep yep <laughs> That does not leave So I'm not going to waste time. it on Slender Man. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I'm going to watch Hunting of Hill House. Yeah. So A plus. No, that's really great. Yeah, um, but I don't know. Yeah. The only thing that I took away from that was that those girls clearly had some sort of mental issues. I don't remember, like, which one I thought had which issue. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like they, I don't know. I mean, they were just girls who needed help. I don't think that they were, like... I don't cold blooded killers. I think it was just a well. It's like problem. if you th- if you really think that's mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Like, come on. You know, they were just kids who, yeah, just really got carried away and just needed to need to go to, like, a psychiatric hospital or something. So If, if the kids would just go outside and get off their phones. <laughs> they a, wouldn't be trying to kill each other because of Slenderman. They'd be trying to kill each other for different reasons. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that's all I remember about it, though. So, so there's an entire... Um, through research of this, I came mm-hmm. upon an entire creepypasta wiki. Oh. It's um, off of fandom.com. So there's a whole thing, and this mm-hmm. is part of what we were talking about in terms of, like, self-publishing yes. on the internet. This is how we um, weave the thread back into the podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fan fiction. Yes. Um, so this is a... F- so this is a form of, yes this is a form of fan fiction where you're um where they'll take a character mm-hmm. and um so many people are interested in slender man yes that there's it's got a big fan base there's the there's creepypasta wiki and it had a spinoff because it was oh. so popular yeah. that they made their own like creepypasta slender man wiki oh, I um see. So the guy who runs the Creepypasta Wiki uh-huh. wanted people to stop writing about Slenderman because he viewed the website as a, a place for people to become better writers. Oh, okay. So That's like noble. He looked at it as a place where people could... So they're taking it from the Creepypasta, which right. is the copy-paste thing, yeah. and turning it into a way to tell cool horror stories. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so his the statement that he released after mm-hmm. this uh, attempted murder yeah. was... I've been trying to encourage writers here to break out from the serial killers and Slenderman cliches that tend to overrun the creepy pasta fandom. Though my motivation was less that I believed Slenderman was harmful, the Jeff the Killer fangirls and spinoffs I did find somewhat troubling. I've mentioned before that I feel romanticizing serial killers is not really something I feel comfortable with promoting via publishing all the Jeff love stories. I'm going to have to tell about that too. Yeah. And self inserts that people tried to submit. The only Jeff spinoff I did let through was when I felt it had a decidedly non-romantic view, but more because I view this website as a place for people to become better writers and readers. Ah, okay. Jeff the killer is, um, a meme basically. Mm-hmm. And it's the guy with a scary face who like oh. hides in your closet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Serial killer. And he sounds like a he, jerk. He stands in your closet and is like, go to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep. I know. So dumb. <laughs> right, I think Go we should. Go to sleep. We should. We should uh, put this on the in the newsletter too. I want to see. This I'm not gonna, okay. No, it. I'm gonna put a link to it. Okay, kind of scary. Looking. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like a very like flared out sort oh. of white face with like a crazy smile oh, and stuff okay. like that. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, so he went off on this whole thing of like, why are people writing romantic Jeff the Killer? Well, it's like he Ooh. came into my room and oh. he was like, go to sleep. <laughs> but I was like, I can't go to sleep because you're so sexy. Oh, God. I know. These are like those Richard Ramirez's wife. Oh. Like those ladies who are obsessed with serial killers yeah. and marry them in prison. Or create Tumblr accounts for Dylan Klebold. Oh, Jesus fucking Yeah, Christ. it's the same thing. Well, yeah. I think this guy was just like, I'm here to help people write horror stories but all of these girls are like yeah, yeah have sex with me slender man uh-huh. yeah which yeah. like is a thing there is an entire oh, like subsection like slender man erotica no yes <laughs> no i'm not even kidding there's oh, a whole God. like section of slender man like slash fic uh-huh. where slender man is like Sexy. well you know <laughs> fill in the blank pretty much everything's in there I'm not even kidding. I'm gonna <laughs> just, I'm gonna find it and send it wow. to you now. What fertile imaginations this generation has! Wow. 
What generation? <laughs> well, the generation younger. I mean, I don't. Are there people our age who are like writing that about? I have Slender no Man? idea. Oh, okay. I have no. But yeah, I think it's All like. Right. I just I gen people, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Teenagers. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> we, we used to have real sex. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have sex in high school. Nor did I. <laughs> Big old dorks over here. That's right. Um, so this guy wrote like a, oh my God, how many pages is this? I think it's six pages mm-hmm. of how to write creepypastas oh wow okay. it's like a very That's thorough like guide yeah it's a oh, manual it's a writing okay. creepypasta so he talks about first the uh, main types of fear uh-huh. shock the main purpose of shock fear is to startle the observer example a loud scream or a scary figure suddenly appears out of the closet paranoia the purpose of paranoia is to make the observer feel nervous and unsure about his or her surroundings example a story about home invasion makes you feel chills when you hear a floorboard creak Dread. The purpose of dread is to create such a suspense that the observer is overcome with a feeling of personal dread. Okay. Um, (laughs) A feeling that something bad will happen. This is perhaps the most powerful form of fear. The stuff of nightmares. Example, a horribly grotesque figure is rocking on the ground. You dread that it will look up at you. Uh, I think he he stole this from Stephen King's on writing. Probably. which is fine yeah because he's trying to teach a bunch of kids how to write scary stories and then he has like do you want an anonymous or a specific Mm -hmm. story Uh and then like what is scary he has a list of things that are scary the unknown Uh familiarity Uh taking something familiar to the reader and putting a twist on it Uh, science Uh uh-huh by talking, technically, you can fool people. I was going to say, does he mean like to peep flat earthers that's scary? You can fool people into believing it's real if it sounds scientific is what oh, he's saying. Oh, interesting. So okay. like, yeah, okay. if you're talking about like a creepy experiment mm-hmm. that happened, which yeah. is one of the one of the creepy pastas oh. is like this sleep experiment. Oh, okay. The Soviet sleep experiment. Yes, I, I read about that today. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I just. That's all right. Um, Children. Uh-huh. Agreed. Story. <laughs> Sorry. I love my friend's children. A story. Just them, though. Just them. A story about a child is scarier than one about an adult roughly 80% of the time. Hmm, I could see Where'd that. Where'd you get that math, mister? <laughs> Fact check. Uh, mirrors, which, you know, if you're submitting to a traditional publishing yeah. house, will get you thrown right out. Yeah. Um, but if you're submitting to the creepypasta wiki. Sure. It's fine. Yeah. The unclear, static, blurry photos, etc., described to the reader, mm-hmm. but not in huge detail. Ah, so this is okay. what I'm talking about where the person is looking at a photo or yeah. watching a video right. and they try to explain it, but they're confused by it. Sure. So this gives people a chance to let their mind wander. Ah. If their mind is in the right state, where you put it, yeah. of paranoia, ah. these unclear things lead them to their own horrific conclusions. Mm. This is what sets the good writers apart from the great ones. Ah. Anyway, abandonment. Uh-huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. Old abandoned house or a place that can be yeah. wandered about. Who lived here? What Ooh. were the people like? Yeah. Does something perhaps remain in the walls? Maybe it does. And then faces, eyes, <laughs> teeth, and smiles can all be described in such a way that they unnerve people. Oh, Pictures. I, what? Go oh, on. I was just to say really quickly, the blurry face thing made me think of the ring. Yeah. Remember? That's like what I thought of first. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It's yeah. A lot I of guess the, there's a lot of horror movies that do that. Well, but. and then when you think about like the 
the chain emails. Yeah. And yeah. then, because it's like, you saw this and now you have to pass it on. Right, right. Like, yeah. that's yeah. that's the ring, basically. Mm-hmm. That's true. And yeah. that's how yeah. a lot of these creepypastas are. It's like, mm-hmm. you've seen this and now you can't unsee it. And uh, now you have to do okay. something about it. Right, right. There was, there's one that's called, like, it has a phone number and it's like, Booth's World. Uh-huh. And if you call it, it's like... Welcome to Booth's World. My name is Samantha. Name? Uh-huh. And it's like, if you call that number, yeah. then you're signing up for, like, murder. Uh-huh. And it's like, you give them a name, and they, they're going to murder the person unless they recruit 100 oh. more people. It's basically oh. the MLM from hell. Ah, uh, it sounds that way. <laughs> anyway... Um, first person, blah, 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 talks about point of view, talks about how to use grammar. Yes. Um, that's important. It's great. Like this guy really cares yeah, about it people like being does. better writers. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like 11,500 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Of... 518. Yeah. Thank yep, you. You're welcome. Yeah. I wrote it in the outline. She but sure I'm, did. We're, as you can probably hear from how high the mics are turned up. Yes. We are shuffling papers. We are shuffling. <laughs> Emily has 11,518 pages in her hands I right do. Now. I yep. do. It's not even exaggerating. We take this very seriously, folks. Yeah. We're researchers. Yeah, we are. Yeah. By nature. We work really and hard. And calling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're in publishing. That's Duh. right. We like to research. Mm-hmm. That's why we didn't have sex in high school. Yeah, because we were too busy researching. (laughs) And reading. (laughs) I was like, I definitely know what that is. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so um, probably the highest elevation of Mm -hmm. um, people who get really into creepypasta and who are willing to write horror for free Uh um, go to Reddit. Okay, yeah, um, makes sense. To the uh, no sleep oh, subreddit. I have never read that. I'm too scared. Yeah, if I lived alone, I wouldn't yeah, either. Yeah, I'm... Mm. But um, the way that it's set up is really cool. Yeah. Because it has rules. Ah. So um, the description of the subreddit... So, it, okay, for people who don't know what Reddit is, yeah. it's a website where... There's categories for everything under the sun that you might be interested in. Yep. So if you like brewing beer, there's a subreddit. If you like reading fantasy, there's yeah. a subreddit. I looked up reviews of shampoo on there the other day. It's its own subreddit, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's so people helpful. just share information. Mm-hmm. And No Sleep is um, described as a place for realistic horror stories everything is true here even if it's not mm. that's their tagline so users are to act as though everything is true on no sleep and treat it as such in posts and comments i like that i know yeah no debunking disbelief or criticism constructive or otherwise mm-hmm. if the formatting is off report the post and the mods will address it do not ask for proof or tldrs which is too long didn't read um I never knew what that meant. So really? Thank you for. I always mean to look it up when I see it, and I just kind of forget. So, thank you for telling me what that means. TLDR. I like say that in conversation sometimes. <laughs> TLDR. I, think I, have. I heard you say that, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's what I do when I can't, literally can't hear what someone says. Oh. Okay. I'll be like, ah, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, um. So there's now a podcast for it. it there's been 11 seasons oh, of this wow. podcast. And I guess every week they do a rundown of the most popular oh, um, cool. stories. So you can just go there and post yeah. a story. Oh, sweet. All right. But it's usually from first person unless you have some really good reason not for it to be okay. first person. Mm-hmm. And 
So that's why, like, you can't die at the end of it. You have oh, to, like, okay. talk about – the only way you can die is if you disappear and stop posting. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then people in the comments will be like, what happened to you? Yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read one. Yeah. Um, so this one started as multiple posts on Reddit, and it was so popular. He mm-hmm. just kept getting points. Uh, like, oh. you can give people, like, stars, or you can give them okay. gold. Okay. And it, like, ups your – cred i guess on reddit sure and so he just kept getting all of this positive attention from it and um it turned into a book oh good for him called pen pal all right and it was self-published and Mm -hmm. he created a company called a thousand vultures which is his his uh uh handle oh okay yeah okay he cites uh, his name, his real name is Dan Auerbach, uh-huh. and he was 27 at the time. Good for him. A philosophy teacher. Ooh la la. I know. Tell me more. He, he cited R.L. Stein and Lord of the Flies as his inspirations. Nice. Um, and they were talking, I did find some stuff about them going, they were going to turn it into a movie, but oh. I don't think it happened, oh, which okay. is too bad. Yeah. But he has written another book. Oh, okay. I'm going to yeah. read you the first story. It's like a page right. and a half. Okay. Um. So this is what... The first story is called Footsteps. Footsteps, okay. Mm -hmm. This is long, so I apologize for that. I've never had to tell this story with enough detail to actually explain it all the way, but it is true, and it happened when I was about six years old. In a quiet room, if you press your ear against a pillow, you can hear your heartbeat. As a kid, the muffled rhythmic beat sounded like soft footsteps on a carpeted floor. And so as a kid, almost every night, just as I was about to drift off to sleep, I would hear these footsteps, and I would be ripped back to consciousness, terrified. For my entire childhood, I lived with my mother in a fairly nice neighborhood that was in a transitional phase. People of lower economic means were gradually moving in, and my mother and I were two of these people. We lived in the kind of house you see being transported in two pieces of the, on the interstate. But my mom took good care of it. There were a lot of woods surrounding the neighborhood that I would play in and explore during the day. But at night, as things often do to a kid, they took on a more sinister feeling. This coupled with the fact that, due to the nature of our house, there was a fairly large crawl space. Oh no. I know! Underneath, filled my mind with imaginary monsters and inescapable scenarios, which would consume my thoughts oh, when I was boy. awoken by the footsteps. <gasps> I told my mom about the footsteps, and she said that I was just imagining things. I persisted enough that she blasted my ears with water from a turkey baster once just to placate me since I thought that would help. Oh, it's your own fault then. Yeah. Of course it didn't. Despite all the creepiness and footsteps, the only weird thing that ever happened was that every now and then I would wake up on the bottom bunk despite having gone to sleep on the top. But this wasn't really weird since I'd sometimes get up to piss. Okay. As you do. (laughs) Just made yourself sound like a... like 80 year old yeah i know not like a child (laughs) but all right or get something to drink and could remember just going back to sleep on the bottom bunk i'm an only child so it didn't matter why'd you have a bunk bed then yeah that's weird maybe the ghost slept in the other bunk (laughs) (laughs) sorry this guy's story is really good go on sorry (laughs) i like it okay this would one this would happen once or twice a week but waking up on the bottom bunk wasn't too terrifying but one night I didn't wake up on the bottom bunk. I'd heard footsteps, but was too far gone to be woken up by them. And when I was awoken, it wasn't from the sound of footsteps or a nightmare, but because I was cold, really cold. When I opened my eyes, I saw stars. I was alone in the woods. 
I sat up immediately and tried to figure out what was going on. I thought I was dreaming, but that didn't seem right, though neither did me being in the woods. There was a deflated pool float right in front of me. <laughs> My floating. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been that annoying kid was, from the bears video. It was the bears. Ugh. Uh, one of the pool floaties was shaped like a shark. This only added to the surreal feeling, but after a while, it seemed like I just wasn't going to wake up because I wasn't asleep. I stood up to orient myself, but I didn't recognize these woods. I played in the woods by my house all the time, and so I knew them really well, but if these weren't the same woods, then how could I get out? I took a step and felt a shooting pain in my foot, which knocked me back to where I'd been laying. I'd stepped on a thorn. By the light of the moon, I could see that they were everywhere. I looked at my other foot, but it was fine, and as a matter of fact, so was the rest of me. I didn't have another scratch on me, and I wasn't even that dirty. I cried for a little bit, and then stood back up. I didn't know which way to go, so I just picked a direction. I resisted the urge to call out, since I wasn't sure I wanted to be found by who or what might be out there. Ah, Smart kid. Very smart kid, yep. I walked for what seemed like hours. I tried to walk in a straight line and tried to course correct when I had to take detours, but I was a kid and I was afraid. There weren't any howls or screams, and only once did I hear any noise that scared me. It sounded like a crying baby. I think now that it was just a cat, but I panicked. I ran veering in different directions to avoid big thicks of bushes and collapsed trees, and I was paying close attention to where I stepped because by that point my feet were in pretty bad shape. I paid too much attention to where I was stepping... And not enough to where those steps were leading, because not long after hearing the cry, I saw something that filled me with a kind of despair I haven't experienced since. Was it a baby? (laughs) Go on. I'm sorry. It was the pool float. Oh, no. The pool float. I was only 10 feet from where I'd woken up. Oh, no. I know. That wasn't magic or some supernatural space bending. I was lost. Up until that moment, I thought more about getting out of the woods than how I got in. But being back at the beginning caused my mind to swim. I wasn't even sure that these were my woods. I had only been hoping they were. Had I run in a huge circle around that spot, or did I get turned around and start making my way back? How was I going to get out? At the time, I thought the North Star was just the brightest star, and so I looked and found the brightest one and followed it. Eventually, things started to look more familiar. And then I saw, quote-unquote, the ditch. A dirt ditch my friends and I would have dirt clod wars in. Sure. I knew I had made it out. By that point, I was walking really slowly because my feet hurt so much, but I was so happy to be so close to home that I broke into a light jog. When I actually saw the roof of my house over a neighboring lower set house, I let out a light sob and ran faster. I just wanted to be home. I'd already decided that I wouldn't say anything because I had no idea what I could possibly say. I would get back in the house somehow, clean up, and get in bed. My heart sunk as I rounded the corner and my house came fully into view. Every light in the house was on. Whoa. I knew my mom was up, and I knew I would have to explain or try to explain where I'd been, and I couldn't even figure out where to start. My run became a jog, which became a walk. I saw her silhouette through the blinds, and although I was worried about how to explain things to her, that didn't, that didn't matter to me at that point. I walked up the couple of steps to the porch and put my hand on the doorknob and turned. Right before I pushed it open, two arms wrapped around me and pulled back. I screamed as loud as I could, "'Mom, help me, please, Mom!' The feeling of being so close to being safe and then being physically pulled away from it filled me with a kind of dread that is, even after all these years, indescribable. The door I had been torn away from opened, and a flash of hope shot through my heart. But it wasn't my mom. Uh Uh-oh. 
It was a man, and he was enormous. I thrashed around and kicked at the shins of the person holding me while also trying to get away from the person who had just come out of my house. I was scared, but I was furious. Let me go. Where is she? Where's my mom? What did you do to her? As my throat stung from screaming and I was drawing in another breath, I became aware of a sound that had been present for longer than I had perceived it. Mm. Honey, please calm down. I've, I've got you. It sounded like my mom. The arms loosened and set me down, and as a man approached, uh, and as man approaching me, oh, that's not my mistake, <laughs> blocked out the porch light with his head, I noticed his clothes. He was a cop. Uh-oh. <laughs> I turned to face the voice behind me and saw it really was my mom. Everything was okay. I began to cry, and the three of us went inside. I'm so glad you're home, sweetie. I was worried I'd never see you again. By that point, she was crying, too. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I just wanted to come home. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just don't ever do that again. I'm not sure me or my shins could take it. (laughs) A little laughter broke through my sobs, and I smiled a bit. Well, I'm sorry for kicking you, but why'd you have to grab me like that? I was just afraid that you'd run away again. I was confused. Hmm. What do you mean? We found your note on your pillow, she said, and pointed at the piece of paper that the police officer was sliding across the table. (laughs) To the six-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I picked up the note and read it. It was a running away letter. It said that I was unhappy, never wanted to see her or any of my friends again. The police officer exchanged a few words with my mom on the porch while I stared at the letter. I didn't remember writing a letter. I didn't remember anything about any of this. Hmm. But even if I sometimes went to the bathroom at night and didn't remember, or even if I could have gone in the woods on my own, even if all of that could have been true, the only thing I knew at this point was, this isn't how you spell my name. I didn't write this letter. Whoa. So that's good. Yeah, I like like that. make a book out of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're going to close up with a uh, fun Facebook group yeah. that we like. Uh-huh. It's called, um, it's called, it's from Thought Catalog, which has a lot of really annoying, like, yes, millennial does. writers. Uh-huh. However, Thought Catalog also has a branch called Creepy Catalog, yes. which has some of the best horror writing. It does. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. They'll have horror stories, which mm-hmm. there are many series of horror stories, and then they'll have these lists where it's like tell us about a time you almost died and like they'll just have all these random people comment on it Mm -hmm. and then they'll share other people's stories so it's kind of collaborative and cool okay and then um people who uh people who write the long stories for the site Mm -hmm. usually have their own books okay um thought catalog also uh, um has its own publishing company they do it through lightning source oh i didn't know that but they publish their writers into books and they create ebooks so that's also interesting yeah and kind of plays into what we're talking about it does so there's a fun thing that i wish um creepy catalog would do more of Uh where they do these text message conversations Mm, yes and they're very scary stories and they are you know after a while like if you're like Corinne and I and you're big horror fans, mm-hmm. you get pretty jaded. Yes, that's true. But having like, for some reason, having that like text message conversation yeah. is kind of creepy. It, it is gives creepy. me a little bit of a yeah, chill. Yeah, it's very, it creates a lot of tension. Yeah, exactly. So Corinne and I were in drama in high school. We indeed we were, which is probably why we did not have sex in high school again. Well, um, we can well, talk maybe, about that later. Well, maybe did people in your drama class have a lot of sex? Yeah, but oh, they were. It was just all the boys. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> Whatever. Everyone else going, hey, <laughs> I'm 
cute. <laughs> All right. So which one should we start with? Uh, which one is that? Oh, that's the long one, right? Yeah. Let's. Okay. Do you want to start with the long one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, because it's got the fun fact. Yeah. So wait, it, which so. one are you gonna read? Um. What did we decide? Uh, I'm the one yelling. You're the one yelling. Okay. Okay. So are you the gray one or the blue one then? Um. I'm the one on this side. The one on the... Okay. So okay. I think that's blue. Okay. Gotcha. All right. I'm ready. Can you see? Yeah. I think so. Okay. I'll tell you if I can. Okay. Okay. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Hey, you awake? Yeah, bro. What's up? We're dudes. Yep. Kind of freaking out here. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. No, that's not there. Why? Did something happen to dad? <laughs> Three question marks. Dad decided not to come. I went hiking alone. I didn't know he bailed on you. Why? I don't know. Didn't want to drive up to UMass? Oh, shit. We should be doing this with accents. Oh, I can't do that accent. (laughs) (laughs) So you went hiking alone? Yeah, just me and my pop tent. What? That was pop tent. (laughs) Me too. So what's up? You know how late it is? Sorry, Chris. I'm just getting creeped out up here on the mountain by myself. I'm surprised I even have reception. (laughs) Why are you scared? I keep seeing these lights. Lights? Like flashlights? I don't think so. My tent is in a clearing halfway up the mountain. The lights are higher up, but they're getting closer. What? WTF? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm spooked, man. Wish you were here. You sure it's not flashlights? Could be other hikers. No, it's deaf not. They're like these glowing orbs. It's weird. They're blue. Chris? Sorry, I was just doing a quick <laughs> Google search. About the lights? Yeah. And? Nothing helpful. Just go back to sleep. I'm sure they'll go away or something. They're getting closer, though. They're floating through the trees down the slope toward me. Dude, that's kind of creepy. I know. It's making my skin crawl. Want me to call you? No! <laughs> I want to stay as quiet as possible. Something about this isn't right, dude. What do you mean? Just a feeling. Shit, they're still coming. What do I do? Just relax, man. Stay in your tent. Closer. There's five of them. They're glowing blue. They're about as big as soccer balls. They're just outside the clearing where my tent is. What the hell? (laughs) He was typing and then... WTF. What?! I can hear a kid crying out there past the tree line. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? It's WTF, dude. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> what are the lights doing? Just hovering a couple dozen feet away by the clearing's edge. Fuck, that kid is sobbing. What do I do? Do not go out there. The kid is screaming now. Call the park rangers. The lights have started to flicker. Kid's still screaming. Fuck, I hate how that sounds. Get out of there. Something is seriously wrong. Holy shit, my tent almost got blown away. It's like a tornado just whipped through the woods. The boy is still screaming. I think I heard a tree come down. I am freaking out. Get out of there now, Ian. (laughs) I'm not going out there. Not with that kid. Screw. He stopped screaming. Lights are flickering still. I think they're waiting for something. Can you snap a picture or something? I need to help you. Hold on. What the fuck? WTF. What happened? I took a picture. 
When I looked at my phone, though, there weren't orbs of light anymore. What the hell were they? People. (gasps) Horrific-looking people. They were all pointing right at me. One of them was a little boy. Chris, please help me. Run, run, Ian. Get back to your car. You have to. I'm shaking. I'm so scared. I don't want to go out there. I think they're getting closer. Ian, run. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) Chris, I can't run. They're right outside the fucking tent now. Shit, go. You have to. Ian? Ian? What's happening? I just tried calling. (laughs) Please answer me. Please. Hey, man. Ian, what happened? I'm here. I think I'm going to go up the mountain. What? Yeah, there's something I need to see up there. What are you talking about? You should come, too. Bring some friends. Why? What is going on? Everything's okay. There's just something up there that you need to see. Dude, come home. Goodbye, Chris. That was scary. The best part of this is um, the guy. (laughs) So the guy has a book out. Oh. um, Yeah. um, It's on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's Elias Witherow. Oh. Totally real name. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Um, The book is called The Black Farm. And it's like. The, this couple's child die and they have a suicide Ooh. pack and then they kill themselves and then they're at the black farm. Oh, and wow. Something creepy. bad happens there. The weird thing about it, though, uh-huh. is under the cover image on Amazon, yeah. there's an author page link uh-huh. to a woman named Sharon Kendrick. Okay. And she is literally a Harlequin paperback romance author and there's all of these like those old-fashioned like white cover Uh with the kind of red frame okay with the people making out in the middle yeah yeah it's all of those there's like 20 of them and then there's this like black farm (laughs) like (laughs) the guy has an axe and it's like a hooded (laughs) figure and i'm like that's this weird. seems wrong. But yeah. what if it is the same Maybe person? Maybe it is. We don't know. Maybe she was just like, I'm tired of everyone falling in love. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Okay, well, we're going to do... Do you want to do this one? Sure. Someone... Okay, I'm not going to yeah. tell what happens. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not... Yeah. The, the, the title is a spoiler. It is a spoiler. Don't say it. Okay, so which one? Are you Laura or am I uh, Laura? I'll be the gray one again. Okay, so you're the scary one. <laughs> I'm the scary, yeah, 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 the scary okay. one. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Are you awake? I know it's a bit, oh, I can't see, I'm sorry. It's late. Okay. Oh, I'll, uh, sorry. Wait, 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 no, starting over. I'll, I'll maximize it. I have, like, terrible eyesight. Okay, here we go. Better. Thank you. All right, here we go. Okay, ready. Are you awake? I know it's late, but can you answer me? Micah, come on. I wouldn't text you this late if it wasn't important. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> LOL. Nice to hear from you too, sunshine. Seriously. Not fucking around. Who is this? Kiss, a- kiss, kiss, kiss. Stop. Tell me who this is. Jesus, Micah. It's Laura, obviously. 
what, did you delete my number or something? This isn't funny. What isn't? Everyone knows Laura died. Whoever this is, I don't know how you're doing this, but it's super fucked up of you to text someone from their dead girlfriend's number. Can I come over? Seriously, stop. Who is this? On my way. The end. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. Do you want to do the last one? Yeah, let's do the last one. Yeah, this one. is fun. This one's your favorite, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're not going to... maximizing the screen for... I think it's a good idea. Eyesight. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is your scary one again? Yeah. Okay. If, unless you want to be the scary person. Let me be the scary yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's time. change it up. Okay. Okay. Elizabeth, your sister is hurt. What are you talking about? Who is this? A friend. I took your number off her phone. I don't understand. How do you have her phone? I'm with her right now. What happened? Did you call an ambulance? No, I figured I would tell you first. Where are you? I'm getting in my car now. Answer your phone. I'm trying to call. Come on, I want to talk to her. She can't talk. She's hurt that bad? Get her help. Call 911. I don't think that's such a good idea. Why the hell not? Because I'm covered in her blood. Because the blade has my fingerprints on it. Because they'll figure out I did it. Are you being serious right now? I'm going to have the police trace these messages back to you, you sick fuck. You'll be locked up for life. It's a burner phone. It's going in the trash with all the evidence. Then why did you even text me? Why did you tell me any of this? To fuck with me? To make you suffer as much as her. Good luck sleeping tonight, Elizabeth. I'll see you soon. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I like being the scary <laughs> one. Yeah, it's fun being the scary one. All right. Well, <sighs> that's that's fun. Yeah. That's a good time. It was super fun. Well, and I think that uh, I, I, I feel like I could research and talk about this forever, honestly. She literally like, could. <laughs> that is just like... absolutely true. <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm not going to, I'm mostly just going to like <laughs> do this on my own free time uh-huh, now. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, so we're going to close up. Yeah. But, um, I wanted to thank people for their iTunes reviews. We yeah. Have, thank you guys. Yeah. We have seven five-star reviews. Hell yeah. And then three of them are reviews. I don't know how to differentiate with words uh with words like actual actual like word reviews yeah like, <laughs> like written like reviews. sentences yeah sentences there's you. stars and set seven yeah, stars, stars and sentences seven stars and then three sentences yeah from people yeah so we have rucker cobra status 31 and melina hughes thank you very much thank you for your reviews yeah um so follow us on facebook just look up hybrid pub scout yep. There's no one there but us. Uh, Twitter <laughs> at Hybrid Pub Scout. And 
please visit hybridpubscout.com and sign up from our, for our newsletter yeah. so you can get more cranky articles get, from me. <laughs> get the fun links to our podcast <laughs> and that then too. get <laughs> Corinne yells at cloud. <laughs> That's right. And then we're going to start trying to put some more uh, self-published uh, reviews in yeah. there. Of, yeah. We're gonna, we're not going to talk about what we read this week. No, thank you for not shaming me. Yeah. Well, we've, we've both been reading uh, Florida. Yes, right? we, well, we've, we, one of us has, yes, okay, yes, uh, yes, yes we have, yep, yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've still been reading that Shirley Jackson book, though, so I'm still reading that. That's important. I know. So, but yes. In I, October. Florida also, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm anyway. just clarifying. Um, and then, oh, uh, Marie Robinson's new uh, Stone and Blood came uh, out this week, and uh, so nice. JT's going to probably be back on soon to Sweet. read another chapter. <laughs> I can't wait. I know, me neither. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for giving a shit about books. Bye! Bye!